without, without me actually being conscious of it at first, led to me coming up with all sorts of reasons I couldn't actually go. You know, and that's based on fear. You know, anxiety, fear, doubt. Uh, and uh, I called the family. Alistair and I made a FaceTime call to the family. And I was explaining that uh, I, I have a bad knee and I'm waiting for um, a knee replacement. And, uh, and it had just walked out. It, was, I just, it, it just had gone through a period where I couldn't set my foot down. And so my, I'm working with my PT who is just getting my giving me exercises to strengthen my knee enough so I'll have the best recovery that I can have. So I called the family, uh, FaceTimed with the family to, um, you know, basically to say, you know, I'm really sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it. And, uh, and, and in, in conversation with them, the young person who I had made this promise to, was very excited that when they first picked up the phone and or the iPad or whatever it was they were FaceTiming on, was very excited. And so I started to feel really, mm, this is going to be hard, this is going to be bad. And uh, so I was saying, you know, I'm not going to be able to make the trek that there's a, a little, there's a mile long pathway that you have to hike through in order to get to this place where I was going to participate in this uh, creative retreat that one of the children was putting on and it was their last, it was one of their last, this is his last season for doing it. He was real excited that, that um, Aunt Mary was gonna come and be part of this, uh, see what uh, he has been doing for the last many years and he's just retiring out of it and doing other things now. So he was talking on and on about this. And I said, you know, Dougie, I actually am not sure. I can't, I don't think I can do this because my knee is really bad right now. And he, oh no, Aunt Mary, don't have to worry about it. You know, the trail's really pretty flat. You know, I'll be there to help. It's, it's going to be fine. And I just couldn't bring it. I couldn't bring it up in myself to say, you know, I, no, I'm not going to make it. So I went. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing that was that I came up with, the reason I couldn't do it is because I've, I don't, I'm not used to traveling without Alistair. He, he makes all the plans. You know, he, he got, I just follow him around. <laughs> I trust him so I could just follow him. Blind faith. Uh, but I wasn't going to have him to do that with. So I scheduled my flight on a Monday so that I, cause he has Mondays off and he was on standby. So I could call him if I got lost. <laughs> um, but at first I was like, I don't, so that was another way of my fear trying to talk me out of doing something that was really a very positive, kind, beneficial thing to do. Um, but I decided that, you know, I'm going to take this on as a practice. What am I, what am I so afraid of? And, and just really 
really practice with this and just be kind to myself while I'm in fear. It's okay. That's natural human instinct. You're gonna you're in, you're having anxiety about getting lost in an airport that's clearly marked out. Thousands of people that you could stop and ask a question to. You know, it's just like there's really nothing to be afraid of, and yet I'm really nervous about this. And that's okay. So I want to face it and see, you know, can I do this? Can I, can I get through this fear in a, with kindness to myself, um, put aside whatever comes up in my mind that says, and I have a habit of saying these things to myself, that says, you're stupid, you can't do this, you're being childish, you know, every time these would come up, just welcome them so that I know what I'm doing that's in the past has oftentimes shut me down. And I'm, I'm going to do this because I told my nephew that I would do this and I, I couldn't bring myself to say it's probably not a good idea <laughs> because I was too anxious. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to figure I'm going to do this in a way that I'm most conscious as much as I can be as conscious as I can about what is going on in my mind that's telling me I should be scared. So watching all of this was really fascinating. You know, and I, I realized really quickly that one of the things that, you know, that so yeah, I, I tell myself I'm stupid, but what does that mean? What it actually, what I saw, what it meant was I don't want other people to think I'm stupid. I don't really think I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> but I, but what was bothering me was I do not want to appear stupid to other people. I don't want to look dumb. I don't want to look like a little old lady that's scared to travel by herself. You know, so these, it was interesting as soon as I did not fight with whatever came up in my mind, didn't fight with the fear, didn't fight with the initial um, thought of, you know, you can't do this, you're really stupid. When I didn't fight it, I could then see that what was even deeper than that because then that could come up, but it was hidden underneath this other stuff. And my first reaction would be, no, 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 not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. You're doing it again, damn it. Now grow up. You know, it's just like, that's all in the head. It's all delusion. You know, it's, it's all a protection 
of what I want to think myself as and then what I want other people, how I want other people to think of me. That's, that's all it is. It's ego. And it gets in the way of what, of wisdom. It gets in the way of what, what can you do? Okay, so I, I made it <laughs> to, from Portland to Edinburgh to, I mean, from Portland to London to Edinburgh. And then I got picked up at the airport, made it through customs. You know, so I'm feeling pretty good about, oh, I, I learned a lot about what I say and what I do. And so then we fast forward five days later, I'm going on this retreat and um, it is pouring down rain. It's on a, a aisle of mole. So it's not a very big island. And to get to the camp site, which is um, an old, very large old croft building. Um, doesn't matter if you know what that is, but it's a 300 year old building. It's really quite sweet um, where we're going to have the creative retreat. It's a mile hike to that. And that pathway was like, up and down and rocky and full of um, drenches that were full of water and mud. And halfway through, I pulled my knee. And when I pull my knee, I cannot put weight on it. And I'm only halfway through, it's pouring down rain. <laughs> and immediately my mind's going, damn it, what? <laughs> And I, I start, I see this these flood of thoughts, you know, that I'm going to be a burden on everybody. I'm a burden on Dougie. I'm a burden on the community. I'm not going to be able to participate. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's like, I don't know if any of that's true. And I don't need to worry about if it is true. I just need to get from here to over there because there's no way back for me. If I go from here, I can't turn around because it, we're, we've driven 30 miles through little villages by bus to get here. And that bus is gone. So I have to go forward. And so somebody hands me one of their walking sticks. For some reason, I forgot my walking sticks. Somebody hands me their walking stick. Somebody else helps me on the other side and we walk very slowly. Everybody else gets down there about 20 minutes before we do, but, but I, I made it. And I, as I'm seeing these thoughts come up, like, oh, I'm going to be a burden. And it's like, whoa, not fighting it. Now I've had some exercise and not fighting, not fighting this thought meant that I could literally kind of giggle like yeah so <laughs> you might be a burden so what yeah you have you have nowhere to go but forward so enjoy the ride so that was um 
So we had the retreat, which was great. Now I need to get back um, to the to, to Alistair's family's home. And the uh, nephew is not coming because he has one more week there that he's got to do. And I didn't realize that I'm going to have to go back by myself. So um, the first thing I did was take two days, which I had already planned. I took two days and went to the Isle of, right across the Isle of Iona. Is that right? Is it called Iona? Yeah, it's very small. And that was really, really lovely. But now I've got to go. And from there, the original plan was that Dougie would meet me and then we, which he did. And we just spent a few hours together there, but he needed to go back. And I thought he was going to take me back. So now I've got to go from Iona. I've got to take a ferry to Mole, and then I've got to take a bus to Oban, and then I have to take another ferry to someplace. I <laughs> can't remember the name of it. And then I have to take a train, and then I have to take another bus, <laughs> and then I have to get dropped off at the right place so that I can get picked up by Jim, Alistair's brother-in-law. And uh, again, all my fears come up. Now I've got directions, I've got Google, and um, I've got money from, you know, Scottish money. I can't understand how to count it or, you know, the coins are all Greek to me, but, and so I, again, my nerves just come up and I'm just getting a stomach ache and, and whatnot. Um, but I found that as I watched, if, as I didn't fight the fear or resent the anxiety, I could just, I could actually, it, it allowed me to open up to what was actually happening rather than I'm scared, I can't do this and I'm pissed off because I don't, I didn't think I was gonna be in this situation. I was, I'm nervous, I'm anxious and, I can do this. And then I could, and I had an opportunity to learn to what do I say to myself that gets in the way of me seeing what I can actually do? How can I respond to my, to the conditions that I find myself in with kindness, with, uh, and with wisdom, with clarity and with wholesome action. I can do this by relaxing. We relax the uh, mind and the heart. You just relax and accept. Don't try to fight. That's just me talking to myself. Don't try to fight your, your unwholesome habits. Put, put the fight down. Put you just let that let that be present and see clearly how it stops you from actually addressing your present circumstances in a wholesome kind way. So I I did all of those connections. I was and it felt so 
good as opposed to feeling so bad. It felt really good to be able to see how to respond to the, this uncomfortable, these uncomfortable conditions in a wholesome, kind, wise way while learning what it is that stops me from seeing this. Relax, accept, be present. And, and just going that far meant that I could see the humor in what my mind was saying. So all of this to say, when I got on the last bus, that's about, I think it was, I think it was about an hour long to drop me off at the last place. And I'm just feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling comfortable. I'm feeling happy. I'm actually enjoying uh, the journey. And I get on the bus and I ask them how much do I need? And I kind of fumble with the coins and I give them my coins. And I said, by the way, I don't, I need to be dropped off at Carney Hill and I won't recognize that place. Do you mind letting me know when, when we get there? Yes. Yeah, well, it's not my job. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got all these people here. I, I can't help you, ma'am. Just get in the back. <laughs> and I was like, that was so weird. <laughs> it didn't bother me. That was one of the things that was beautiful about this kind of attitude and the chance to exercise it for an entire day, because this took me all day to get this far. I started out at six in the morning and, and now it's five in the evening. And I'm just and I was just like, clearly. He's, ha he's having a bad day. And I just felt sorry for him that he addressed me in such a way. And then, and then I just felt like, wow, I feel so fortunate that I didn't pick up the fight. I didn't fight back. I didn't take it personally, you know? So I went and sat down and I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> I'm not sure. What I'm going to do, and then I realized, and and I would not have thought of this. I guarantee you, I would not have thought of this if I was fighting with him. Um, but then I realized, you know, I've got my, I got my phone. I've got Google, you know. So I just opened up Google Maps and could see where I was, and you know, st started watching where it goes and wait till I see something that says, and it was an hour later. I had plenty of juice, thank goodness. I could see we were coming up to Carnegie Hill. So I got up and we're, we're, we're like minutes away from it. And I stand up and I go to the front of the bus and I hold on to the bars and I lean forward and I say, excuse me, I see that Carnegie Hill is coming up and I'd like to be, you go sit down, ma'am. You should not be standing on my bus. <laughs> And again, I'm like, that's really weird. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, but that's all I felt. So I went and I, the, the seat that was just kitty corner from him was open. So I just sat there 
And as I'm sitting down, I said, and I just want to be dropped off at Carnegie Hill. Ah! <laughs> so I knew that was the next stop now. I didn't actually need to ask him, but I should have just gotten off. But I thought, you know, that would be an okay thing to do. So anyway, I got dropped off and I got picked up. And, um, and it was just an amazing uh, experience for me in that the, you know, I mean, hearing these teachings for years, I've been doing this practice for, oh gosh, I can't even think of how long it's been, close to 30 years anyway. And I'm not the same person I was when I first started. And I'm not the same person I was when I left for my journey. You know, I've got a, a new piece of excitement about this practice. And that's one of the, just the richest, this, it's so rich. You know, we, we just don't stop learning. And it's such a fun place to be when we can put down the fight. And that theme came up for me today because I, you know, picked up the news. And um, it's, it's, it's a really uh, uncomfortable uh, time in the world right now. It's a very sad time in the world. There's so much war, there's so much killing, you know, and how to put down the fight. It starts in here, you know. We must learn how to put down the fight within our own heart and our own mind and find that peace that is our beacon. And if we stay with that acceptance of whatever's going on, if we quit fighting with our unwholesome habits and see them, accept them and choose otherwise, we feel a peace and a joy. And when we feel that, we can trust that the decisions we make in response to our world will come from a peaceful, loving place, a place of wisdom. We will know what to do. It's intuitive because we don't want to be anywhere other than this place of peace and joy, this place of loving kindness, this place of beauty. It's there, it's inside of us, we obstruct it. Getting to know how we obstruct it takes putting down our fight. And from this place, then we can take action. We can trust our actions will be coming from a place of wisdom. And wisdom does not include anger. It does not include jealousy. It does not include greed, delusion, and ill will. So we can trust it. 
So taking any opportunity that we can to face our fears in an open, kind way and learn how do we obstruct this peace, this beauty, this kindness that is within our ability to make contact with and to share with the world. How do we do that? By putting down the fight, the internal fight.